Hey everybody, welcome to Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is Natalie Dellinger, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite ways to lift my spirit, affirmations. I love quotes and advice and the little pretty Instagram pictures that inspire you to like be your best self and look for love wherever you are and all that kind of stuff. And for some people, it might be silly, but I think for a lot of us, we just turn to these things to make us feel inspired or uh, shift the mindset that we're in that day. Ashley Real is the founder of the company Love Everywhere in Nashville, Tennessee. Her goal in life is to cultivate intentional acts of kindness so that people can see love where they did not see it before. Ashley and her dedicated community share love and kindness through notes of encouragement for strangers to find. She's discovered that sharing kindness in this way not only changes the lives of complete strangers, but also alters and improves the way she views her world. Love Everywhere has written and distributed over 21,000 handwritten and numbered encouragement notes from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way to the Eiffel Tower, the Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China and like South Africa, all over the world. Launching this past March on International Women's Day, which just happened, they are partnering with Reebok to share kindness with the world in a massive way. 200,000 of their signature Love Everywhere cards are going to reveal themselves in Reebok's classic shoe boxes. So you might have already come about this. You might have ordered a pair of Reebok shoes and found one of Ashley's cards in there. If you have, lucky you. Hop over to her website, Tell her that you found it. Every card is numbered, like I said before, and they're meant to share positivity, to change your mindset, to remind you that love is everywhere and encourage you to pay it forward, essentially. And Ashley was kind enough to be a guest on the podcast. She wanted to share this with our audience with you guys and she's been on tons of other podcasts and blogs recently and I'm super glad that she was able to be a guest on that another wellness podcast we recorded this interview remotely Ashley is in Nashville I'm in Denver it was such a pleasure to get to know Ashley and she's such a ball of light and I can't wait for you guys to hear all the goodness that she has to say I just want to like highlight some of the quotes that really stood out to me one that I really liked was very simple and it just said you are on purpose and perfect is being exactly as you are. These two quotes or affirmations were one of the first two quotes that Ashley started writing herself um, on her desk, like leaving herself notes of encouragement when she was needing a little bit of inspiration. And she shares her whole story, how it turned into something she was writing for herself, to spreading that to others, and then taking on the world by sharing positivity. And it's just such an amazing reminder of the power of words and language and just how you can share kindness in this way. It's so simple and it can shift the mindset of yourself and of others and in a really positive and impactful way. So Ashley, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Can't wait for you all to hear this episode. So here you go. Hey guys, welcome to Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is Natalie Dellinger, and today my guest is Ashley Real, who is the founder of Love Everywhere. Hey Ashley, so nice to meet you. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So to start us off, I want to shuffle these affirmation cards. So you might hear me shuffling them, and then whenever, just tell me to stop, and I'm going to pull your card for this episode. 
stop. Okay. Okay, yours has, it's like, I'll just give you the, the picture of it. It's a mountain background with a big full moon. And it says, instead of praying for an outcome, I pray for the highest good for all. Wow. It's That's beautiful. Awesome. That is beautiful. <laughs> and it's perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. really is. And I just pulled a card that reads, my energy creates my reality. What I focus on is what I will manifest. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love these cards. They're just nice little ways to set the tone. And yeah, I'm excited to get to know you better and jump into everything that you do and what you've done for people all over the world. So first and foremost, my the question I love to start with is what lights you up? Oh, what lights me up? That's easy. I think just people light me up. I love chatting with strangers about their lives. And usually if I'm taking an Uber somewhere, like my husband always laughs at me because I will know every detail about that driver's life by the time they've dropped us off. So yeah, people light me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Just segueing into what you do and, you know, how you turned that love for people and wanting to spread love. What is love everywhere? Well, love everywhere exists to cultivate intentional acts of kindness through hidden notes of encouragement that we leave hidden in plain sight for strangers to find. I started this all the way back in 2009. I was working a corporate fashion job. I really liked the work that I was doing, but um, the environment was very cutthroat and people were quite jaded and um at least in my department there was just lots of unhappiness and it slowly starts to suck the life out of you when you're reporting to, into that every day so I found myself just finding like a lack of motivation to get up in the mornings and a lack of purpose in my work so what I did was um just started leaving myself these little notes of encouragement that I would put on my computer or around my desk and before long they were just like plastered everywhere and I was thinking like well they're they're helping me and I'm like reminding myself of my purpose here. So maybe they'll help other people because I could hear my coworkers. All we ever did was complain. And I'm like, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. So I started hiding them in my office um, around like the lobby area or the cafeteria, the bathroom. And I think I tried to do it real stealthily, but I don't think that I was very good at that. And I think people knew that it was from me. Um, but it was fun anyways, like to try and pretend like I was like on an, like a secret mission to encourage my coworkers. Um, before long, I shared it with my, I was in a Bible study of women who were just really incredible friends. And I shared that I was doing this and they thought that it would be fun as like a service project for our group of women to go out and leave them in our community. And so we did that. And it was just so, like, I just felt so alive every time I was doing it. It was like, I was fulfilling this mission that my heart didn't even know that I had in, inside of me. I guess that's kind of how it started. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We moved to Nashville in 2012 and I had a baby. I had a 12 week old baby when we moved here and I just left my job where I was working in fashion, like I said, for like full-time 18 hour days. And I knew that I couldn't continue in that work. And so moving to Nashville felt 
like a good kind of way to step out of that and to step into motherhood. And I lost myself in that for a minute because keeping a human alive is like really hard. Um, so I, I just kind of was like this mom blob is what I kind of refer to that period of my life as just because it was like, oh, I, I don't know when the last time I showered was, but like I could tell you how often my daughter had pooped in, in one day. So it was just like I was hyper focused on keeping her alive and making sure she was good. And I kind of fell to the wayside and my husband was so kind and noticing that I needed a creative outlet. And he was just like, hey, remember that thing you did? Like you could still do that. And why don't we make it more intentional and create an Instagram and I'll help get a website and we'll kind of do all of that. And just slowly over the last four years, it's kind of turned into this beautiful community that I never would have expected. I just thought it was going to be a place for me to go and say like, oh, I left this note in case someone ever found it. But it, it's just crazy how things have turned out. So many things. I So interesting. I've had such a similar experience in the corporate world, just feeling like morale could get so low when you're like sitting in the office and everyone's sort of stressed out and there's a lot of work to do. Totally know what that's like. And do you remember what the first couple of notes you wrote yourself were? Yeah. Um, the first one was, you are on purpose. And I felt like that one was just because I think so often in life, you just feel like, oh, I keep making all these mistakes. So I'm, I must not be very important or I must not, I shouldn't be here or something. Like it just felt like, Oh, I shouldn't be here. I made a mistake. Like I shouldn't be here. So I kept telling myself that I was on purpose so that I would know that any other mistakes that I made were kind of insignificant because I'm here for a reason and any mistakes that I make can be fixed. So that was one of them. The other one was perfect is you being exactly who you are because I am a perfectionist at heart and mistakes again, do bother me so much. So I just kind of was like, you know what, if I I make a mistake it's still perfect because it's who I am it doesn't it doesn't matter tomorrow like it's not gonna matter tomorrow that I forgot to put a comma on that email or something silly like that like it's just part of it so yeah. yeah I love that you're here for a reason you have a purpose those are such those are powerful uh first notes to leave yourself that was really very intentional it sounds like yeah I mean it was it was with the help of some friends and some counseling that I landed on this phrases on the phrases yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense I it's like, wow. um let's dive into like the power of those messages the power of affirmations like the reason I even decided to pull these cards before the call like what how do you see that as being impactful for people I think it kind of goes back to just the way that I believe in my faith and stuff. I think we can speak things over ourselves and we can speak things into existence. And I think that part of that is the affirmation of like speaking kindly to yourself. So if I'm, if I'm constantly beating myself up mentally, then eventually I'm going to manifest what I'm saying to myself. So if I, if I can speak words of hope and love and encouragement over myself, then it's going to not only help me to love myself more, but it's also going to make it so much easier to love other people because I'm going to have different glasses on when I'm looking at them. Yeah. And it's just like filling your space with the right kind of encouragement 
management or like the right kind of vibes and like how that can make you just feel supported by yourself even if you wrote yourself that note you know and you find it when you really need it yeah you know it's funny too because sometimes I will write like it's no joke I have like a bag sitting right next to me right now with probably a hundred of my little encouragement cards and I'll write them in like a mass amount like I'll just get like a flow and I'll start writing all these words of encouragement for other people that I plan to leave and then I'll like find one randomly that's not where it's supposed to be and it's in my handwriting and I don't necessarily remember writing it because it's been a while but it applies to where I am in that day and it's kind of fun to be I don't know facilitating this kind of magical scavenger hunt that I don't even know that I'm on so yeah and I know that now you're like all over the world so how has this grown and like what does it look like at present Oh, it's so crazy. Um, We've had cards at the Taj Mahal, the Eiffel Tower, and the Great Wall of China. And those three places are places that are on my like travel bucket list. But we've had this beautiful community come alongside us. And um, honestly, I think it started when we opened up Brand Ambassador Program. Um, Basically, we say you can have free encouragement cards in exchange for photo content. So we we had like a crazy amount of people apply and now we have over 50 ambassadors all over the world and they help us kind of expand and be true to our name love everywhere. I mean, obviously I'm one person. I can't possibly get that kind of content or quality in encouragements out just as myself, but we have this beautiful army of people and our community is incredible. So it's so interesting to hear that you haven't been yet to the Eiffel Tower or Taj Mahal, but you have, you know, people there spreading your message all over the world so that it has such a great impact. Like you can't be everywhere, obviously. You can't be in every community spreading the messages. So it's cool that, you know, you've expanded in that way. Yeah, it's been super fun. And honestly, like Christmas morning, every time I realize that, oh my gosh, our card is in South Africa on the side of the like beautiful cliffs. How did they get there? <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so yeah. one of the things I wanted to, to go into was just like that idea of, you know, encouraging people to follow their dreams and how it's so important to break that cycle of looking outwardly for approval to other people and really being the biggest fan of yourself and motivating, you know, yourself and doing what you can to take care of yourself first. So do you want to dive into that a little bit more like that whole concept? Yeah, so it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it as concise as possible. Growing up, I was such a people pleaser um, and not like in a healthy way of like, oh, I, I was just a really good kid who listened well, but like kind of in a dependent, like codependent situation where like everything that I did was ease someone else. And mostly it was to please my mom because she was the one who took care of us. And like my parents had a really rough marriage and divorce at one point, I think I was like 12 and my mom got the police called on her because my dad said that she grabbed his arm or something and he had her put in jail. And it was just just this like whole cycle of like manipulation and hurting each other. And, um, and so I, in this position as a kid where she would come to me and kind of use me as almost her therapist, even though I was like a 12 year old kid where she would like, tell me all these things that he did and how horrible he was. And then as a kid, like you don't want to see your mom upset or hurting and so it just kind of put me in this awkward position of suddenly having to grow up and be I guess more 
mindful of her feelings and trying to keep her happy. And I think that's kind of how it started is just kind of really trying not to rock the boat for her in my own way. So I kind of, I I let myself disappear so that I could make things okay for her and anything that she wanted me to do or suggested, I did it. And um, so it kind of started this cycle for me where like anybody in a, in a place of authority, I kind of was like, I aim to please, if that makes sense, was it groomed me to be that way in adulthood. And so once I kind of found my voice, it's like no one recognized me because suddenly I'm not willing to do everything that you ask. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna like, I think a lot of it, honestly, and maybe I'm realizing this now, it's just like something about becoming a mom where you are in charge of someone else's existence and you can't just go along with whatever anyone else says. You have to think about that other person and this helpless little baby and like what's best for her. And so I think part of it was me realizing like, just because you want me to do this doesn't mean that I have to do it because she needs me more at this point. And so I have to set up some healthy boundaries and that caused a lot of problems, but it was necessary for myself to learn it, to, to grow and to be a healthy human being. Yeah. So how do you, I think that's so such an interesting point because motherhood, I've heard it's so much, uh, you know, giving to your family and your children and like being that nurturing person that they so desperately need. Like you said, I, I like, it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, your, your number one priority, um, shifts a lot when you become a mother and then your role no longer is to look outwardly. It's, it's to, you know, grow your family. And that's such a beautiful transition, I'm sure. But then I also think about, How does that affect, you know, your ability to care for yourself and put yourself first? Um, Do you think it changes it or do you think it sort of enhances your your own voice? Um, I think that it depends on the kind of person you are. I think for me personally, it was almost like that there was just a transfer of people pleasing power or something like I was aiming to please my daughter and to keep her alive like that I lost myself a bit in motherhood. And I think that was part of it was just like, I don't want to be in like a sad baby or like crying all the time because I like I couldn't stand the thought of her crying it out in her crib and I know that's like good for them and they should do that and you shouldn't rush in every time they cry but I could not handle it and part of it was you know making the transfer from like oh I have boundaries now with my mom but like it's it's different now because this kid is crying and and like I can fix that and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna fix that and so think um for a moment I I allowed myself to get lost in that as well. But at some point, I I think through a lot of therapy, honestly, um, it just kind of, I've found myself, my voice and, and gotten stronger in, in what I know is right for myself. I think it's just important as a recovering people pleaser to always like check your heart before you say yes to anything. I've learned to like not just jump in and say yes, because I think that would be helpful to the other person, but to really say like, I think this is a good idea or yes, I'd like to help you, but let me just double check my calendar so that I don't like have to let you down. And and that's been helpful for me because that way I have a way to say like, oh, I'm, you know what? It turns out I really don't want to do this thing. And, and that's okay. I don't have to do everything. So I'm going to just say, I'm busy then. I love you. I'm sending you all the love that I can that day. Sorry. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Sort of like giving yourself some space to sort of 
wheel out, you know, what you really need and um, taking time to allow that to happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it kind of segues into my next question for you, like the things you can learn from failure and loss, like in your personal life and your professional life and how that can really get you on a track towards living the best version of your life. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, I have failed so many times and each time I think that like everybody's watching and so embarrassing and it's the worst thing that ever happens to me. Um, but it's not like, it's not, nobody really cares that much. Like people don't think about (laughs) you as much as thinking about you, which is like not easy to understand when you've like also been a people pleaser your whole life. you you think that people expect you to behave a certain way and to perform a certain way. Honestly, people are too busy thinking about themselves to think about you as much as you think that they are. So I think yeah. realizing that has given me a little bit of freedom. I think that's the best thing I can say about failing. Like you can fail big and in two weeks, it doesn't matter. Like it, it really doesn't matter. And honestly, the thing that you learn from the failure is going to propel you into the next big idea or the next project or the next relationship, whatever it is, like you can learn so much from failing. And so I think once we're able to really welcome the failure and to celebrate it, I'm like a dork about stand up comedy. Like I just really love it. Probably like if I had enough guts, I would try it myself. But there's a common rule about like just sitting in the bombing like if you're bombing on stage and no one is laughing like don't get more uncomfortable with it like learn to be comfortable in the failure process and and that will teach you something for the next time you get up on stage and so I think I'm trying to apply that to my life now sure what would you say you know give us an example of like a time you failed that's like such a traditional interview question but (laughs) something that like at the time felt so big and all-encompassing but then was easily you were able to move forward and look back and say okay you know what that was actually help like helpful or I actually learned this okay well it's not it's it's still kind of a sore spot for me but about two years ago I had this fantastic idea to travel the country doing these little pop-up shops with love everywhere where I would take my family along and we would do these pop-ups and we would um, also do interviews with people talking about the nicest thing that someone had ever done for them and really just kind of capture some really great content around these are the small things that stand out to people in their lives like I was really sick one day and my best friend brought me some chicken noodle soup and it really helped or she like helped me learn how to make bone broth so that I could start making that and it really healed my body or you know just like my friend who had cancer was sick and somebody paid for her kids to have like an amazing Christmas like those are stories that I was looking for and I I like really believed that I was supposed to go on this trip and take my kids and teach them about kindness and capture all this great content and so we launched a kickstarter and I pushed it and I pushed it um and I cried and I bawled and I like was on in the fetal position and I just felt like if I fail at this, it's going to like, I'm just going to have to stop doing what I'm doing. And we did raise quite a bit of money, but it hurt so much. Turns out I, I still have not taken that trip. I'm not even sure I'm interested in that trip anymore. But at the time, it was very important to me. And 
when it didn't work out, it felt like the end of the world for about two weeks. And then after that, I was like, I don't even anybody cares. Like lots of people got behind this idea and they were very excited about it. And lots of people believed in it. They stuck around even after the thing didn't happen. I was like, why are they still here? Like we failed. Like, why are you still here? That failure led me to what is now the biggest collaboration that I've ever had in my life with Reebok. So I'm very excited that five years ago, if you would have asked me what I wanted this project to be, I would have said, I think it'd be amazing to get 100,000 Love Everywhere cards out into the world. And with Reebok's help this year, we're going to put 200,000 cards into the world. And that just is so mind-blowing. Oh, and they're wow. going Global, so it'll be in Europe and in the States and really everywhere. So it's going to be really crazy and super fun. And I'm just really honored to be able to have the opportunity. But I don't know if they would have found me if I hadn't had this massive start or fail. <laughs> so, right. yeah, you just know what a failure is going to lead you to. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. That story, it was cutting out like a tiny bit, but I heard most of what you were saying, and I just think. It, First of all, like the idea behind that is so powerful and that, you know, let's talk about the little ways that people are impacted by the connection they have with somebody else. And it can be what seemingly a small gesture and how big of an impact that can have that they remember it and want to, sh- and, you know, and, t- and sharing those stories around. I just think that's such a good way to spread this like pay it forward mentality or like, how can, you know, the things we do do make an impact and you never know how that can change a person's day just by like some act of kindness or some kind words or, you know, a gesture of some sort to show that you care. And that is just like for humanity, something that we all just need to keep in mind more. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. Well, it's cool to hear that, you know, you're still working towards that passion. And now you have help from Reebok, which like what, who, who, you know, who would have seen that coming uh, three years ago? You know, that's pretty amazing. Definitely not me. It's been a total crazy dream. Like they're a really fantastic company and they believe in women's empowerment and women businesses more than any other company I've ever known. And I've worked for several fashion companies. So I'm really just grateful to be attached to such an amazing campaign. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's So how would you say has love everywhere impacted your personal life? The language, you know, you tell yourself and the cards that you have around your house, for example. I think the, the main thing is it's really made it easy to teach my children kindness because it's a huge part of who I am. And they see that every single day and they know mama's working on love everywhere and they can recognize that it's, it's easy to to be kind to someone else and that it's easy to be friends with everyone and that everyone has a place and everyone belongs. And um, that's just been honestly the coolest part for me is just having my kids right there alongside me doing this with me. So yeah, I think that's the biggest impact. But on a personal level, sharing what's hurting in my own heart and thinking about oh, what what do I need to hear today? And then I'll like journal about it or something. And a few days later, I'll decide that this might be good to share with my community, either on a blog post or on social media somewhere. And it's just always crazy to me how many other people have found it resonating with their hearts too. So I think there's just a lot of there's just a lot lot of beauty in building that kind of action with your community and I think it's really rare 
So I'm honored to to be a part of it. That's so cool. Can you share a few of the cards? Do you have any of them like handy or any in the top of your head? I do. Yeah, I have a stack of them right next to me. <laughs> I'd love to just hear some of the messages that people might stumble upon and, and, and encourage people to look out for these things. You know, look out for the cards if they're traveling around. Yeah. Or... A lot of times people in our community will write their favorite quotes or what it is that's hurting in my life right now and how I would speak positivity over that. Um, But the few cards that I have in front of me now says, if you don't plant, nothing grows. Ah, yes. Um, A friend told me that one day after we were taking a class together and she told me that and I was like, I'm writing this down. This is amazing. Another card I have says, trust your daydreaming. So again, really just like pursuing your dreams and really going for it and trusting yourself because I think sometimes we all like we all have these great ideas, but then we kind of don't know if we should let ourselves go there and continue to hope for them and dream for them and to pursue them. So I think a lot of times I'm just reminding myself, hey, you can you, you're allowed to dream about this. You're allowed to, to hope for this or whatever. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to read now is um, it says there's room for you in the world. And I think that's just a really powerful here. I love that so much. That's, that's really special. Oh, these are really powerful messages that you're spreading around. And I think the world absolutely needs more people like you to be doing this type of thing. And I just, you know, why don't you just share where people can get in contact with you, where they can find the messages and then what, what do they do when they find one? I know there's a little part on your website about that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, on our website is the best place to find us. Um, it's sharelove.everywhere.com. Um, and when you go there, it, you'll see a little tab at the top of the menu that just says, I found a card. If you ever find a card, you can go there and tell us where you found it. Um, I hand stamp and number all of them. So there'll be a number you can type in to say like, this is the number. And I try to keep tracking pretty standard on there so that I can kind of track it back to who got it and then we can let the person who wrote it know hey someone found your card um and that's been pretty cool to get those those people's reports in and um honestly the reason we're still going is because of all of the amazing that people have said when they find the cards and how they've changed their day so that's the first place is the website and then um we're on instagram that's where the big party is and that is just at share love everywhere and those are the two main places that I would say you can connect with us. That's awesome. And I guess, yeah, if you find a card, they could literally be anywhere. Um, but if you find one, let us know because it's super wonderful. It's, a, it's like the best feeling ever to see, oh, somebody in Texas just found our card. <laughs> So cool. And I'm just scrolling through the Instagram and I'm seeing all the pictures of, you know, people holding the cards. And it looks like such, they're, they're beautiful. The handwriting is beautiful and it would be such a joy to find. So I hope that some of the listeners do get to find one of your cards and, you know, maybe in a couple of years, they'll just be on every, every landmark. You never know. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be awesome. I would say this, though. You don't have to have great handwriting to participate. And what we do with our cards is um, anybody can get involved. So I know we talked about our brand ambassadors earlier, but it's open to anyone. Um, we support what we do through the sale of products on, on our website. And that's not to like say, oh, you have to buy something to get cards. I give cards away in person as often as I can to anyone. A lot of um, people had just been saying, can I pay? So they are available 
available for sale online. Um, if you live far away and you want to help support us and keep keep the thing going, then you can find the cards there and you can join what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely encouraging people to check out the website and you have some really cute like products with nice quotes on them as well. So that's really cool to have that yeah, too. Yeah, we try to keep everything super affirming. Um, all of the phrases on our, on our merchandise is very uplifting and positive and um, everything is made in the most socially responsible way because I don't want to have little children in sweatshops making shirts as say kindness is key on them that would just be awful yeah thanks for that (laughs) we break the consumer appreciates that well Ashley so nice to hear more about your love everywhere and your story is there anything else you want to kind of share with us I just that what you're doing with your podcast is so amazing and I I just want to encourage you to keep going because I think it's phenomenal and I'm just really proud of you for going for it oh my gosh thank you I wasn't expecting that (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. You know, it really resonates with me what your mission is, um, because in a way, it does really speak to the reason I started the podcast, and it was to share motivation and positivity and and health and wellness to people and and hear other people, everyday people's stories, just to say, you know what, like, you don't have to do what everyone else does, what lights you up, and how can we all lean in that direction? I think it does so much good for everybody. So thank you for saying that (laughs) it is encouraging for me cool well yeah thanks so much for sharing that with us and i'll push everyone to reach out and find you on instagram and get involved in every way they can and hopefully uh, i will find one of your cards very soon oh that would be awesome and thank you so much for having me this has been such a joy to speak to you today yay thank you Ashley, it was such a pleasure to get to know you, and I love the way you're spreading positivity and kindness throughout the world. So if you're traveling, keep an eye out for these cards and find Ashley at Share Love Everywhere on Instagram and her website, and just start thinking more about the power of positive words and affirmations, and I think they can really have a big impact. So cheers to you all for being listeners. Love you much. I will see you next time. Bye, guys.